0: Hello, good evening, and as always, welcome to another edition of the e Zone. I'm your hilariously humble host, Ethan Page Rivers. It's wonderful to be here with you tonight, folks, and I'm excited to bring you another episode. Okay, so this week we've got something you've probably only heard of before in comic books, but I assure you this dude is the real deal, apparently. This seemingly nutcase guy's name is Elaine Roberts, and I know what you're thinking. I don't even know what he did yet. How am I supposed to think he's crazy? Well, the answer to that is when you think about it, it's actually pretty simple because this man got up the nerve and thought, hey, maybe I should climb a 754 foot tall building without any safety stuff tower he climbed was the heron tower in london england and he climbed to the top of the 46th floor using only tape on his fingers chalk on his hands and some pretty thin gloves now i must say this there is a fine line between bravery and extreme stupidity and our man elaine might be straddling it like it's a thoroughbred stallion right now. local police arrested him as well for being a public nuisance aside from the fact that the guy you were watching got arrested, I would say it would be pretty cool to watch, but I mean, how did they get him? Was it like the one guy's down on the floor with a megaphone and he's like, don't make me come up there. You know, it's kind of like a mom who's got a hyperactive nine-year-old child who's always perched on the highest branch of an apple tree at four o'clock in the morning for some reason. Another thought I've got is like, What if the police climbed up there with him? If this is the way the situation played out, I would say that the person that's going up after him technically assumed the role of Dr. Octavius in Spider-Man 2. You know the scene where they're climbing up the clock tower? Come to think of it, that would have probably been a pretty cool sight to see. Well, when you know... Not for anyone who's afraid of heights. You know what, speaking of that, I can handle heights until it gets to that point of no return. Until it gets to the point where you know you messed up by agreeing to walk across the swinging bridge at Grandfather Mountain that happens to be overlooking a horrendously deep canyon with nothing but a blanket of trees at the bottom. And all you can do when you look down even though being explicitly told not to multiple times is tense up an inch along the railing like a half-asleep sloth while an enormous gaggle of people form behind you. It'd be best not to question how I know so much about that. I just... I just do, okay? Alright, so the point is, heights really aren't my friends, so if you if you don't mind, I'm just gonna stay right here on the ground with my audio equipment and my perfectly satisfactory ability to look 5 feet 9 inches down at the ground and not have to worry about falling off of or into something that has an extreme height advantage over me. Another thing I've noticed is, well, this really isn't a what did it look like question, it's more of a what this looks like in my imagination type situation. I'm thinking the crowd around this building, so Sort of was like the rooftop concert that the Beatles had. Except now, instead of having lighters to signal that they enjoy what's going on, everybody's got iPhones videoing in case somebody messes up. As far as my opinion on this goes, I think it's very incredibly stupid. My goodness, man, what were you thinking? You could have been killed. Also, I'm honestly impressed by the fact that he probably knew that already and climbed that humongous mass of metal, screws, glass, and office supplies anyway. So as you may be able to tell, I'm slightly conflicted about this. Bottom line is, he told Sky News he wasn't crazy. I believe him simply because, hey, somebody's gotta do it. This week, I would like to continue a new tradition. I try to offer a good Christian podcast, so I thought I would begin sharing a new Bible verse each week. This week, I would like to share a verse from the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 5.7 says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. This one's pretty self-explanatory. Have you seen God? No, none of us have seen God. Do we still believe in God? Yes, we still believe. He said that he would never leave us nor forsake us. So we trust in that fact. We have faith. Faith is the ability to believe in something even though you have never seen it. That is what this verse is exemplifying, that even though we have never seen God, we must still walk with him and trust that he is there, watching us and keeping us in our walk of life. And we've reached the last portion of the episode, the portion of the episode where I pick five college football games and tell you who I think will win, and you never know. I might have a little surprise at the end. First up, we've got Alabama and LSU. I'm going to go with Alabama on this. Hold on, wait a second, you got me. I'll have an answer. Just calm down. I know this dude's angle. He's just going to pick Alabama in every game they have this season, isn't he? And to that, I counter with the simple fact that I doubt you can call yourself a proper Alabama fan if you pick against them in a game like this. I have picked for LSU before, but I, in this game, I can't. It just doesn't feel right. Moving on, we've got Kentucky and Georgia. Kentucky is very much the J. Jonah Jameson of the college football world. J. Jonah Jameson is always looking unsuccessfully most times for pictures of Spider-Man. Kentucky is always looking unsuccessfully most times for a college football championship. When on the same side of the same coin, they're both very close. In terms of Georgia, Kirby Smart and his boys are still first in the SEC East. Georgia's record is seven wins to one loss. They're on a win streak of one right now. Kentucky has the same record, and they're one spot down with a win streak of two, so this might be a little bit better of a game than I had thought. I'll be keeping an eye on this one for sure, unless, you know, it's played at the same time as Alabama and LSU, and then I can't. As far as the next game goes, Clemson and Louisville, I'm going to have to go with Clemson on this. And we get to the next game, West Virginia and Texas. I was originally going to pick Texas on this until I basically pulled the rug out from under my own legs by trying to look at the rankings for another team and another conference, and then the entire NCAA pulls up, so I go and scroll... To the team that I'm trying to look for, and on the way there, I find out that West Virginia is first in the Big 12. But Texas is only two spots behind them, though, with the second spot being occupied by Oklahoma. Texas only has two losses, contrary to West Virginia's one, and their record of wins is the same at six wins per team. To me, there's highlights on both ends of the spectrum for each team, and I do believe that, honestly, I don't have an opinion on this. I know that you're used to me saying I do believe and then giving my opinion, but I honestly have none right now. So I'm just going to leave it up to chance, and whoever wins, wins. I don't really care. I'm just a... I'm a happy man either way. And here comes that little surprise I was talking about. Up next, we've got the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. I know I don't know much about basketball. I know I'm not that credible of a source when picking it, so just... Just go with the flow, all right? Even though Gordon Hayward has been out basically the entire season because of that ankle injury, I still believe that the Celtics have the stuff to win it. The Celtics are on a two-game win streak right now, and with players like Jason Tatum, Al Horford, and Kyrie Irving on their roster, I see them showing no signs of slowing down. And that's pretty much all I have to say about that. J. Jonah Jameson got what he wanted. Wanted.